welcome to Live, Laugh, Talk. I'm your host, James Graham, and I'm so elated to be here with you today. We will start our podcast with a discussion on an issue that affects us all, maintaining joy in a joyless world. Then we will transition to our segment, How Did We Get Here?, followed by our hobbies and special interest section, and then conclude with our sunflower message. You're encouraged to share your thoughts on these subjects on our website, livelaughtalk.com, or by email at admin at livelaughtalk.com. And if listening on Spotify, you can add a voice memo as well as comments and participate in our poll. Also, whether you listen to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, where have you, please follow us so you're notified of the new episodes when they're released. And in addition, rate us. Give us a five. We work so hard to gain your appreciation. And leave comments as far as which episodes you like the most and changes that you would like to see us make. We will listen to your advice. The topic that we will begin with today is entitled Maintaining Joy in a Joyless World. When you awaken, do you feel bombarded? Does it seem that the world is coming at you in a negative fashion? Do you find yourself with a sense of despair. Well, for some of us, happiness comes easy. We're just naturally joyful people. So we can wake up, things happen, doesn't affect us, and we move on. Then there's others of us who we wake up and we're already almost there almost not happy. And then here comes everything that the world has to offer. And it feels like it just knocks us off our feet. But what are some of these things that are going on around us? Well, we have global issues that are happening. There's poverty, inequality, political conflicts, climate change. There's the news media that tends to focus on the negative events and stories. Have you ever turned on the news and it just seems like all they talk about is who died and what's terrible that happened here or there? Very little good news shared. They seem to not end on a high note with a sunflower message like our podcast. Then we have the pandemic and the crisis and all of the crises that have happened since. Can you think of the world in the roaring 20s as it was once called? Yes, in 1920, was when the Spanish influenza ended. And in America, 
there were 675,000 deaths. But what continued to happen during the 20s? Well, we look back and we realize that eventually, by the end of that decade, the economy of the United States began to fail. Yes, the Great Depression was ushered in. Now, it was a, a depression, not only because of the, the, the stock market crash and all of the terrible things that happened in the business world, but also it was a Great Depression because many had not recovered from losing their loved ones. The death of 675,000 people affected many. It was brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, friends that individuals lost. Kind of reminds us of today, right? It's just because we no longer have requirements to stay at home and we may be pulling off our masks in public places don't mean that we're not still feeling the effects of the pandemic. And it hasn't been the end of a decade that we've left it behind, like it was with the time between the Spanish influenza and the Great Depression. We're still right outside the thick of it. And think about the impact that it had on individuals' lives and well-being, contributing to feelings of despair and uncertainty. And we also have our economic downturns. We also have natural disasters. What about the personal circumstances of individuals? We have personal hardships. Maybe we have a difficult time financially. Possibly we're uh, having struggles with our health. And now that we're more aware of it, we can identify our mental health challenges. Yes, all of these things can influence our perception of the world, but also the world around us outside of our own personal circumstances can lead to general feelings of despair. Now, we don't want to leave our thoughts on a dark note. We don't want to sensationalize all the bad around us and not talk about the good things. What we're doing is we're identifying why the world can appear dark. So what is it that we can do to find joy? Because if we wake up and that world seems joyless to, joyless to us, that could be challenging. But it's not impossible to maintain joy. Well, let's talk about some things that we can do. We have talked on this podcast during our special interest section 
about engaging in self-care, prioritizing self-care. Now, what is that? Well, it varies depending on the person. I mentioned that I prefer a nice facial, manicure, pedicure, that type of thing. But I also enjoy writing. And I found joy in speaking with you. What is your self-care? I think about my sister. She enjoys taking a walk in nature. She bird watches. She's a musician. She reads books. And maybe these things appeal to you. See, we have to think of what it is that will recharge and uplift us. And that's what we do. Along with self-care, have you ever thought about seeking gratitude? Seeking gratitude. Now, what we mean by that is focusing on the positive aspects of your life. It doesn't matter how small they are, but we should take the time to reflect on how grateful that we should be. There's an old cliche we all grew up hearing. Take the time to smell the roses, right? Well, that's seeking gratitude. And there's some of us who literally take the time to smell the roses in a literal fashion. And that can change and shift your perspective and help to find joy. Some other things that we can do. We can connect with others. We have the ability as human beings to make friends. And we make friends by building on shared experiences. Now, how do we do that? Well, some are able to seek out social connections through social events. Maybe they go to uh, their religious organization and they have friends there, or friends at school, friends at work. Maybe they join online communities. There's also clubs and activities out there where people can get together. I know that I love motorcycles. Well, there's many events that go on all summertime long where individuals can get together, show their bikes, and talk, and gather, eat, and connect with one another. And of course, it just doesn't stop at motorcycle events. There's all types of things. What we find as a hobby or what we find we enjoy, there are other people that enjoy these things and they're happy to join with us. I've also found that it's advantageous for us to focus on our own personal growth. Seek areas of self-improvement. Now, this we have to use caution because we can get to the place where we overly criticize ourselves or only see the negative things about us. That's not where we want to take this. 
what we may want to do and what we're talking about self-improvement, personal growth, is maybe learning a new skill, pursuing education, maybe start a new hobby, find things that gives us a sense of accomplishment and gives us a sense of joy. And while doing this, we have to limit our exposure to negativity. As mentioned, we can't beat up ourselves. That's not helpful. And we also have to avoid excessive exposure to negative influences that could bring us down. You gotta put up boundaries. So maybe we don't watch as much news. We don't wanna turn on a 24 hour news program and just soak in all of the negative. We also wanna be cautious about our social media activity as that could bring up negative thoughts and memories. We'll talk about two more. Two more things that we may be able to add into our lives to bring us joy. One of those is engaging in activities that helps us to find meaning and purpose. I remember joining a food bank and working there on the weekdays after work. I enjoyed every minute of it because I, it wasn't about myself anymore. I was a volunteer helping others. Now, that's just one thought. But you can join a cause of anything that you care about. Join a community group. Pursue a passion project. I've walked in some hobby stores and have met individuals that started a project they thought maybe i'll try this and i'll see if i'm good i met a lady in in a store one of the hobby stores and she was telling me that she's always loved jewelry so one day she decided hey i've got some ideas i'll make some jewelry of my own and from there she started her own etsy store there's other people who love her work as well. So her ideas became a project and became a business. And since she enjoys doing it, even though she's turned it into work, she hasn't worked a day in her life. When I met her in that store, the reason why I can tell you about her, the reason why I even talked with her is because as I was walking the aisles, she was the most joyous person I had seen all day. All smiles, ripping and running up the aisles. See, that could be us. It's never too late to find something that you enjoy doing and turn that into something that even if you did a little bit on a daily basis, it would bring a smile to your face. And even if it turned into a business, it would be something that doesn't feel like work at all. And lastly, because things come at us in life, because we can't plan out life perfectly, we need to be resilient. We need to cultivate resilience. See, there's opportunities for growth, even when things fail. 
when we have difficult situations, there's lessons that we can learn from that. And we can develop resilience so that we can navigate life and navigate ourselves through adversity. In that, because we live in challenging times, we can even find joy. But what we have to do is remember that joy is an instant and life isn't a sitcom. We're not going to solve all of our problems in 27 minutes or less. No, we're going to have to constantly work on ourselves. Life is a journey. It's a marathon, as some say. So these things that we're talking about, they may take time. It may be experimentation. We might have to try one area and it might not work for us the way we thought. But we got to keep trying. We got to keep trying different things. What we can't do is fall into despair. And we have to be patient with ourselves. Keep an open mind. And joy will bring its way in. So what do we want to take away from this? Well, we want to remember that not all the time is despair a personal issue. The world around us, the events that happen, or life as it brings us, can bring us down. But in that, we don't have to stay down. We don't have to give up hope. No, we can turn all of that around by taking a look at ourselves, finding the things that we can do personally to bring that inner joy. And once we bring that inner joy, it's just like the lady that I met at the hobby store. It's going to be easy for everyone else to see. So let's keep these things in mind and let us find joy in an otherwise joyless world. In the United States, people are living longer. It said in our last Census Bureau that there's 17.5% of the population are those who are 65 years of age or older. That would be 60 million people who are 65 and older. Now, where is that going to lead us if people continue to live as long as they are? It is said also by the same census that by 2035, there will be more older adults than kids. That's a beautiful thought. We're living longer and longer life leads to prosperity, correct? Wrong. What we found is that in our culture, the elderly are not as revered as they are in other cultures. As a matter of fact, it's an African proverb that a village without the elderly 
is like a well without water. Do we feel that way as Americans? And it's not just in Africa. Cultures all over the world delight in their elderly. They feel that they can gain wisdom that's imparted only by the elders, and they treat them with a high degree of respect. But what's going on in the United States? Well, what we find is that 10% of that 60 million are abused each year. Now that's terrible because we're finding a national intentional neglect of those who in other cultures would be held on high. James, age 72, had a stroke, which left him unable to care for himself, and his son offered to help. So James moved in with him and his family. And James was at first happy. But over time, James' son and daughter-in-law began to work all day and were busy with their kids in the evenings. And he just hated being a burden on them and just tried to take care of himself. So one day, James' friend, Susan, came to visit and she was surprised to see her friend looking neglected. He was no longer the jolly, witty person she'd known for years. She was surprised to see food stains on his clothes and sores on his heels. His room smelled like urine as well. James was depressed and James was withdrawn. That's a sad story, but unfortunately, it's a true one. And it's one that's all too familiar. What happens to our elderly oftentimes is physical abuse. Some have been hit, pushed, slapped, restrained against their will. Others have experienced emotional abuse with hurtful words, yelling, threatening. There's been abandonment, leaving an older adult to care on their own for themselves, which is in turn neglect. There's been sexual abuse. And in addition to that, financial abuse. Actually, when it comes to financial abuse, the Federal Bureau, Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, actually found that in last year, 88,262 elderly victims over 60 were abused financially. They lost a total of $3.1 billion, which is an 84% increase over the year before. The average dollar loss per victim was $35,000. 5,000 of those victims lost more than $100,000. Now, you may be asking, how in the world 
is that happening? Well, financial abuse can be theft of an older person's money or belongings, and many scammers are finding success in emails, letters, and phone calls in which they steal financial information by the telephone, as mentioned, email, internet, and they begin to use this information to get the financial information that they need in order to steal thousands, which has led to billions. Also, those financial exploitation, the misuse of mismanagement or exploitation of assets. This is when an older adult's assets are used without their consent and under false pretense. There's healthcare fraud. Also, there are signs of abuse financially that happens right inside the family. After his mother died, John started looking after his 80-year-old grandfather, Isaac. Because of the failing eyesight, Isaac could no longer drive to the bank. So Isaac permitted John to withdraw money from the bank every month to pay bills. But the balance kept getting lower and lower and finally got a lot lower than it should have been. See, that's happening right inside the family. Instead of family members taking care of their loved ones, putting them on high, no, it's just the opposite. And oftentimes, it's a child to its parent. That parent wants to care of that child with everything they had, and now when it's the child's turn to return the favor, they do the exact opposite. Now this is say, and it's criminal. And as mentioned, now we've got the FBI and we've got the Department of Justice that's involved. But what we should ask ourselves is once the number has gotten into now the tens of millions of those who are exploited, and abused? How did we get here? Nothing makes us rejoice more at Live Laugh Talk than having listener involvement. We love the emails, we love the suggestions, and we love the submissions. We wanted to use an individual's name who submitted us our hobby of the day, but he said we could just let the audience know that his name is Charles. Well, Charles, thank you. Now, what Charles submitted was his hobby and his radio-controlled airplanes. Now, I grew up with radio-controlled cars, and I know what that's all about. I, I love driving those around, and we'll talk about those at a later time. But for today, we're going to talk about Charles's submission of radio control airplanes. Submitted pictures, also some that we saw online, we will post on TikTok 
and as well as Twitter and our other social media platforms. So you can see some of these, absolutely beautiful. And they're trainer planes. I've learned that there's five different types. You've got the trainer planes, they're for beginners like myself, sport planes that give a balance between stability and aerobatic capabilities, scale planes, which are replicas of real aircraft and meticulously detailed. Also the warbirds, models of military planes from different eras and gliders and sailplanes that soar through the air using thermal currents and air drafts. Also learn there's three different power systems. You have your electric ones, quiet, clean, and, and popular for those beginners. Then you get into the nitro gasoline ones that have combustion engines, require fuel, and make realistic engine sounds, and turbines. Those are the advanced jet models that have turbine engines. Got to be a lot of fun. So my question was, where do you fly these things? So Charles sent in pictures of using a hangar that's an abandoned one in his area. So he's able to go to this abandoned airport and fly his machines. Well, where can you and I do this? Well, I found out there's flying clubs all over the country. So you can join an RC flying club, get out there with dedicated flying experts, use some of those fields, and they can give you guidance and make it a lot of fun. Plus you'll have a chance to join others and that's always welcoming. In addition to that, there's some public parks that will allow flying, but we wanna make sure that we know those regulations of that park and the safety guidelines. We don't just want to get out there and just start flying around and, and hurt somebody. Also, there are open fields, large open spaces away from populated areas that could be suitable for this as well. We want to be safe. We want to check that airplane, make sure it's in good working condition before we try to fly off with it. Keep it in our visual line of sight and be mindful of weather conditions. You might want to download a radar app just so you can know whether there's going to be wind speeds or turbulence, just like riding in a real airplane. So when we get started with this hobby, it's good to do some research so that we can choose the type of airplane that will suit our interests and skill level. We might want to start out small, get a complete kit with all of the components that we need and make sure, I know it's hard for a lot of us out there, but we want to make sure that we read and understand the manufacturer's instructions. I know some of you out there probably like me, and you just say, hey, I can do this, and then you just pick it up and just start. No. Let's look at those instructions so we can make sure that our money's not wasted by buying our new RC plane and then crashing it the first time that we get it and then lose interest. Now, we don't want to do that. We want to do everything right and follow with the basic maneuvers and then gradually progress to more advanced aerobatics. So looking at the videos and the pictures that Charles submitted, I can tell you, it seems to be quite enjoyable and rewarding. And some of these planes look so real. But like anything else, any other hobby is going to require patience, 
going to take practice and a commitment to safety. So if there's a little abandoned airspace out there, or there's a park, or there's some an open field, hopefully I'll see you there with my new radio-controlled airplane. Our sunflower message is a poem entitled Quartet of Time, Author Unknown. Life's grand opus, a quartet plays for epics dance in rhythmic ways. Each passage etched in vivid hues, the story of our lives imbued. First, springtime's prelude, fresh and bright, a world reborn in morning light. New buds of hope unfurl and bloom, in tender hearts our dreams resume. With innocence we laugh and play, like blossoms swaying in the day. We navigate life's mysteries and cultivate our destiny. Then summer's rhapsody resounds, a fiery blaze, our hearts unbound. In sultry air, we chase our dreams and bask in love's warm golden beam. We thrive and grow, our spirits soar in pursuit of all we yearn for. With passion's flame, we seize the day and paint our lives in bold display. As autumn's Elegy unfolds, a tapestry of russet gold. We gather fruits of love and toil and cherish lessons learned from soil. In quiet introspections hold, we savor wisdom stories told. The harvest of our hearts revealed with gratitude our fates are sealed. When winter's sonnet whispers near, a cloak of white, the world austere. In frozen landscapes, we embrace the solace found and life's embrace. We gather round the hearth's warm glow. In memories, our love bestows the fire within our guiding light through winter's long and somber night. 400 words a tribute pen to life's grand voyage start to end. In every verse, a season song, a testament to where we belong. For in this quartet of our days, we find the beauty of life's maze. Each epic's melody unique, a wondrous symphony mystique. As seasons change, we learn and grow, embracing life's kaleidoscopic show. Through laughter, love, and bitter strife, we dance the dance of fleeting life. In this quartet of time, we find the strength to leave our fears behind and celebrate the joy and sorrow that shapes the path to each tomorrow. Thank you for listening today. And we want to remind you that we would appreciate any support you can give to our podcast. You can go to Cash App, dollar sign, live, laugh, talk. That's dollar sign, live, laugh, talk. And on Twitter, at live, laugh, talker, you can donate directly to support the podcast. And we would appreciate any and everything. 
Also, as mentioned at the beginning, remember to rate us the highest score you can on your podcast platform. And please tell your friends, tell your family, tell your colleagues about us. We need the support and it can only come from you. This is James and Georgia's baby boy signing off. And you know it. I can't wait till the next time I speak with you.